This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's time of the week where we check in with Reggie Giacchini, our Global News Washington correspondent, to talk about the biggest stories out of the United States in the past week. Good morning, Reggie. Good morning. Let's start with the testimony, and I was kind of riveted by some of this too, is that lawmakers going after some of the biggest social media CEOs and tech titans in the country. It was pretty interesting to watch. Sure, it was. Uh, and we've been here before. We have seen uh, many of these uh, tech CEOs testifying before the House in the past, before the Senate uh, in the past. What I think was different this time is some of the exchanges were far more heated. We heard from Senator Lindsey Graham saying that uh, that these CEOs had blood on their hands, whether they like it uh, or not. But at one point when Josh Hawley, senator from, uh, uh, from Missouri, very uh, kind of leaning far to the right, really went after uh, Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg um, and forced him to to stand up and apologize to the families that were in the room. It was one of those moments where you kind of stop talking and realize that maybe for a moment one of these social media platforms was going to take some kind of responsibility or accountability. It wasn't really the case. There was some big pushback. But ultimately, um, you know, the question is going to be, is this going to do anything to change anything? Right. Uh, it was it was good to watch, though. Like you'd like to think that there would be some kind of recognition for these CEOs that there is some concern here. Sure. And, and two of them said that they would sign on to a plan to do better uh, when it comes to monitoring for bullying uh, w- with kids on the platforms. Three of them, including Zuckerberg, said no, they're not going to because they feel that the restrictions could be too broad and it could infringe on, on First Amendment rights. Um, I think the thing to watch here is what will happen. There has been no meaningful legislation brought forward by Congress to be passed by the president. There is still nothing that's being brought forward. So are we kind of in a cyclical cycle here of the CEOs coming in, getting grilled, Congress does nothing, and then we start over? Okay, well, let's talk about the uh, presidential campaign. It certainly had a very interesting week, some new polls that were out too, but are people already tired of their choices? They absolutely are tired uh, of their choices. Look, I mean, when you talk about a broad poll here about just favorable numbers of Trump and Biden on the assumption that Trump is just being treated as the nominee for the party, even though only one caucus and one primary has been held here, um, 37 percent think have favorable numbers for for Trump. 40% have favorables for Biden. Nearly a quarter of this country has an unfavorable view of both of these candidates. And at the end of the day, Trump-Biden fatigue is setting in nine months and change before the election, which goes to show that there is just no interest for for what these parties have brought forward. So um, is that why Nikki Haley is kind of hanging in there? Well, I mean, a couple of things. She's hanging in there, A, because she still has donors lining up behind her willing to give money. B, she's lining up, uh, she's staying in the race because it's a thorn in the side to Donald Trump. Um, And whether or not she sees herself as being, you know, an actual potential here is one thing because the states that she's running into, particularly South Carolina, it's a winner-take-all state. So, I mean, even if she comes in, you know, a couple of points, if she doesn't take it all, she doesn't win the state. Um, 
it's it's interesting because whatever her game plan is, it's working for the Biden campaign because the longer she's in the race, Trump focuses his attention on her and his spending power on her and not on Joe Biden. So the White rather the, the Biden campaign uh, is taking advantage of this by saying, look, they're, they can fight it out right now. I can spend massive amounts of money just going after Trump. Right, because it does look like um, President Biden is, is kind of stockpiling money already, right, for his campaign. Some of, some of the most money that a presidential campaign has had uh, in history, uh, and it's because there's been such a late start to President Biden getting into uh, this game here. You know, he's being pushed and prodded by people, including the former President Barack Obama, to say, look, you got to step this up a little more. Um, we may see more money being spent in the coming weeks, uh, and it's because Biden is not doing very well. Uh, I mean, he is struggling in some of the swing states, particularly in the state of Michigan, where he was yesterday to try and get, um, you know, some backing from from the big unions that are in Michigan. But Michigan also has a massive population um, when it comes to to Arab Americans and Muslim Americans, uh, and they are turning their backs on Biden because of his foreign policy um, or foreign policies when it comes to the Israel Gaza war. And without a state like Michigan, Biden may not have a path to the White House. So the money is going to be spent and it's going to be spent to convince people that he is the right choice. Mm, Okay, interesting. Uh, Let's talk about some of these warnings that came out this week from the FBI. They're talking about hackers. Yeah. uh, So the the Justice Department uh, took down a a group that had infiltrated uh, the United States. Essentially, uh, malware had been placed by this hacking group on older routers and modem systems in the United States that that didn't really have the ability to keep up with software updates. And they say that these were kind of pre-operational to be able to go after not quite, you know, election matters and government issues, but to take down things like uh, infrastructure related to transit or water or communications in local areas um, simply as a way to to have the Chinese government, the PRC, Beijing, be able to get their hands on information from the United States that they may be able to take back and use against the United States or to strengthen their own position here. So the FBI is saying, look, this is not being talked about enough on the public stage here. We need to be worried about what China is doing now, but what they may be able to do in the future. That's why I guess I heard that statement from Joe Biden saying that he had gotten an agreement from the leader in China that they wouldn't interfere in the next election. Sure. And I think we can take that, you know, for for whatever it may be worth that China says they're not going to interfere in an election, even though there is significant concern about China infiltrating um, Canadian politics and Canadian elections, you know, take that for what they will. China says it's not going to interfere with elections. But does that matter as much if China is able to interfere and take down communication systems and and, and transit systems and, and any other network in the United States or be able to steal state secrets. You know, it's it's kind of trading one bad for the other bad. Right. Okay. And I know there are some other stuff that we were going to talk about, but I have to, I have to, Reggie, you understand, I must ask you about Taylor Swift because how could I not when it seems like she has suddenly become uh, much more than just a pop star who's dating a football player. <laughs> sure. And, and this is all because right-wing media um, has, in mostly Fox News here, has said that Taylor Swift is some kind of uh, a Pentagon psyop that's being used <laughs> as a State Department asset to, to change the minds and infiltrate the minds oh, of Americans, goodness. to change their votes and, and, and put them more into the Biden camp. I mean, look. Reggie, are people okay? Are people okay down there? I mean, the, the, best, the, the best line that I heard on this Uh, was who would have thought the Democrats had country music and football in their corner. Um, 
And ultimately, here, look, Republicans are just doing what they can because there's a threat being posed to stuff that's espoused by Republicans and Donald Trump. And people like Taylor Swift have um, an influence. They are able to change minds. Fox News is saying, look, she came up out of nowhere. Obviously, she's been around for, for you know, like 20 years. I'm not a Taylor Swift fan, but I know who she is and she has um, reach. And that's concerning to Republicans because that reach could impact younger generations that may be turning on the weirdness that's coming out of the GOP, weirdness that's now going after people like Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, who have huge backings. I know. First of all, I can't believe you're not a Taylor Swift fan, but also <laughs> that they think that there's a conspiracy that she's going to come out during the Super Bowl and endorse Joe Biden. Like, why are they alienating these female voters like that? Well, not only why are they alien, but she endorsed Joe Biden in 2020. So this is not some kind of new thing that she'd be coming out here to do. She's made political endorsements as far back as 20. 18 to go after senators. Now, the endorsements she made didn't follow through, but ultimately she tries not to go into politics. But even if she does, there's nothing to say that it's going to change the outcome of how the United States moves forward. And at the same time, these Republican influencers that work for places like Fox News and other outlets, I mean, they have just as much of a reach maybe as someone like Taylor Swift, but they're not seen as a problem. It's only the Democrats who are seen as a problem for leaning into the music industry or for just having allies in the music right, industry. He's like, I it's, don't know. It's something. It, it's, something. It's, I mean, it's just, I, I mean, I've always been, I've been, a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Travis Kelsey fan. I've been a Travis Kelsey fan for many, many years. I, I'm less so now because this is all getting too much for me, but, but really, I mean, eh, I, I, yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a nineties oh, music. Kid. I feel like I'm I should have started fan, with this topic. So. I really should have. Uh, Reggie, thank you for your time this morning. <laughs> thank you. That's Reggie Dikini, our Washington port correspondent for global news. This is, it feels like what the United States has come to these days.